Hello, this is Roy Lilly. The autumn sun was low in the sky and its light streamed across the boardroom table. Two figures sat opposite each other. One stared into a laptop screen. The other jacket draped over a chair, hunched forward, looking into space. We've missed the targets. The budget shot through. Isn't Dave running it? He is, isn't he? He's been here for years. He knows his way around. He has, but this is heading for the buffers. Well, I asked Dave to take this on. Maybe it was an ask too far? Shall I take him off it? Well, you could, but what kind of message would it send to the rest of the organisation? And that is where leaders get trapped. It's called the loyalty fallacy, the belief that other employees will be upset and less loyal if moving a key popular person will be a breach of faith. In fact, organisations that handle poor performance consistently and fairly have a happier workforce. They have confidence in their leaders and their ability to handle change and challenges. Alas, not in politics. Last week, the leader of the House, Jacob Rees-Mogg, told the Commons Tories won't start wearing masks in the Commons because they know each other. The Independent reported, the advice on crowded spaces is crowded spaces with people that know each other. We, on this side of the House, know each other. The Commons leader suggested MPs from other parties didn't like mixing, adding, we, on this side have a more convivial, fraternal spirit and are therefore following the guidance of Her Majesty's Government. Now, either there's some epidemiological fact about COVID that's passed me by, it doesn't transmit between people who are fraternal, or the bloke is bonkers. It's rubbish, but the impact was some very unwelcome headlines. The boss should have taken Jacob Rees-Mogg to the housemaster for six of the best and Matron should have sent him to bed with no tea. Bojo won't because of the loyalty fallacy. He fears taking on Rees-Mogg will undermine his position with the Covid recovery group and the bash-on-with-Brexit brigade. In consequence, the following day, the new care minister, Gillian Keegan, lost all credibility by fandangoing around on the telly trying to defend him by not defending him. Not not defending him, but defending him not, if you see what I mean. She chose looking daft to the alternative being disloyal to party grandees. In consequence, her principal message with Kay Burley on Sky was lost. She and the public betrayed by loyalty. All governments are composed of people enthralled to the Prime Minister for their careers and this places a huge responsibility on the leader to make tough decisions. Loyalty is not unconditional. There is not a law of inverse responsibility about loyalty. It's not a one-way street. It's a dual carriageway. It's simple enough, if a leader has a core set of values, spells them out, and we know what they are, we should reflect those values in the way we work and behave or move over. 
If the leader is insincere, sees loyalty as a one-way street, then anything goes, and that's how we end up mistrusting Bojo, his ministers, including, alas, Ms Keegan. Authority and trust, gone. On the other hand, if leadership is based on authentic relationships with mutually shared high expectations of behaviour, loyalty becomes a dual carriageway. Loyalty to the undeserving threatens integrity and leaves a leader compromised. It signals anything goes. For the employee, the choice becomes a courageous conversation, a long walk or becoming an accomplice. Loyalty is often starred as a principal value, but beware a plea for loyalty when it comes as failure beckons and accountability is at stake. Loyalty is used in difficult times to demonstrate commitment. It should not be used to create difficult times and exploit commitment. Thanks for listening. I hope we'll speak soon. Bye-bye now.